Hi there and welcome to our brand new edition of Clan Chat. We're heading into March as the regular season starts to see light at the end of the tunnel and it's a massive weekend ahead for Glasgow Clan in the battle for the playoffs. We find out what's been happening as Scott Tansky joins us to take us into the locker room and reveals it's been an enlightening week for the Clan squad preparing for the 3-3. Plus we also have a chat with Liam Stenton about his impact on the Clan team, his season playing for two teams and what kind of influence Zach Fitzgerald has had on him this season. We also have reaction to last Saturday's game against Coventry Blaze, as well as the Clan Conundrum. And that is this week's Clan Chat. Hey, Purple Army, Fitzy here. Welcome to the podcast. Enjoy. Intro out the way, and now on to the Clan Conundrum, where we managed to combine one of our guests with one of the teams we're up against this weekend. You'd think we'd planned it this way, wouldn't you? Clan take on Manchester Storm twice over the weekend, at home on Friday, then in Altrincham on Sunday, and one player expected to play, barring any late and unexpected news, is Scott Tansky. So we want to know how many points has Scott Tansky scored against Manchester Storm since he joined the club at the start of last season. We'll bring you the answer at the end of the show. It's Matt Sanish, you're listening to Clan Chat. So let's look back on the only game last week when Glasgow Clan hosted Coventry Blaze on Saturday. Clan had won the last time Blaze were in town and were hoping to repeat that against a side who had played their way into some level of elite league title contention after a great run of form in the last few weeks. It wasn't the case though as Blaze left with a 2-0 result, leaving Clan in 8th place and with other results going Glasgow's way over the weekend, Clan remained in the playoff spots. As for the game itself, the home side's best chance of the first period came when Nolan Laporte accepted a turnover and bore down on goal, but there was no end product as an attempted pass broke the move down. Coventry, though, took the lead after a quarter of an hour when Charles Corcoran won the face-off and fed the puck straight away to Evan Bloodoff, who drilled a low shot past Patrick Killeen's left for the opening goal. Within a couple of minutes, Blaze were two up as a quick move down the right saw Yanni Lackinen find Andrew Johnson with a forward pass, but he quickly saw Luke Ferrara and the British forward tapped in to double the visitors' lead. There was more energy from the clan in the second as they looked to get themselves on the board and really ask questions of what had been a solid Coventry defence. Matt Haywood intercepted a stray pass and was denied, with Blaze goalie CJ Mott stopping Mikael Lidhammer's follow-up chance. Scott Tansky also went close as he dragged the puck away from Mott in front of the crease, but his effort was blocked by Drew Shastel. Then Travis Erhard struck the post with a strike that was good in its execution, but the visitors were saved by that one. Coventry tried one early in the third to make the scoreline more one-sided as Andrew Johnson tested Colleen, who made a a good glove save. Clan had a couple of chances as well as Craig Moore found himself with a clear shooting lane on Mott, but Blaze's goalie made a decent stop to keep his goal unblemished. Tansky was denied after Scott Pitt teed him up with an assist, but as the minutes ticked down you started to sense the game was up. Even a late windmill save from Colleen late on to thwart Evan Bloodoff, while impressive, couldn't spark the home team in the end. After the game I got the immediate post-match reaction from Patrick Colleen and Craig Moore as they stepped off the ice. Guys, we'll start with you, Killer. Disappointing night all round. How do you sum it up? Uh, I mean, it's hard to put into words now at this point. It's obviously frustrating. But, you know, we got to figure it out in the next couple of games or, you know, not a lot of time left with it. Craig, so Killer sums it up perfectly there in a weekend with only one game as well. It's a bit nervous to see how the other team's going. Yeah, it's tough. I think uh, we got 10 games now. I think we just got to get out of here. Like, Nothing to lose, we just got to push and try and get these points and solidify our place in the playoffs. It was always going to be tough, a team in form like Coventry right now, an outside chance of going for the title as well. It was always going to be a tough one out there. Yeah, I mean, we've played them 
fifth game against them. We know how they play. We know they're dynamic. We know they're gifted offensively, and we just kind of made the same mistakes as we did the last couple times. Too many on-man rushes, and uh, you know, if we can't capitalize on the chances we're going to get, then we can't. We're not going to get away with that against them. We're too skilled. So, you know, obviously, like I said, we got a little bit of time, not a lot left in the season to try and fix it. Every game just seems to get bigger and bigger, Craig. How can you turn it around in the next few weeks with the end of the season coming very close? I think uh, we just got to keep going. I think every game we see glimpses of what we're capable of. We know we have a team that can win games. I think, guys, we just got to keep coming to practice, just try and keep spirits high and just push on at the end of the day. You can't change the past. We just got to, well, you know, create our own future, control our destiny and just go at it. Thanks very much, guys. Thanks for that. Hi, I'm Matt Poufal and you're listening to The Clan Chat. Also post-game for our new Clan After Battle podcast, I chatted with Jerry McLaughlin and Kevin McCoskery and got the thoughts of the guys after Saturday's disappointment. Uh, look, last week we said, didn't we, uh, like, we got beat by a strong Panthers team, but the endeavour was there, that spirit, that kind of yeah. fight was there, and um, it'll be interesting to see if that stays here today, and uh, I don't, we didn't really see that, did we? There was enough, kind of, there was fight, there was enough, kind of, but there just wasn't that same intensity that we saw in that Nottingham Panthers game, so from that point of view, aye, it's a tough one. I think, Jerry, it was interesting that my perception right at the start of the game was the first two or three shifts, there were some good hits getting thrown. Yeah, it yeah. was nice and physical. The tempo was good, but that faded away just too quickly. Do you know what I'd agree? I, I was kind of upbeat as well. First sort of 10 minutes or so, even like as far as like the first half of the first period, I was like, yeah, good. And actually, I was, I was saying to Gareth up there, I was like going, no, they have kind of carried on, you're right. And then there's something kind of turned. It was almost like the pace of the game. that It was a lot more hectic and the pass rate went up. And as the pass rate went up, it wasn't really us doing all the passing. It was like Coventry kind of turned up. It was a wee bit more manic and that definitely suited them. Do you know what's really interesting? Coming into this game, I thought Coventry... Coventry are a very good team anyway. Yeah. Uh, but I kind of had this opinion in my head that they were quite an individual team. I like... Uh, uh, Cochrane and uh, Johnson and I thought that those guys really good individually they do a lot of individual things obviously Cochrane scored that wonder goal against us but actually today they were much more cohesive than that uh, Johnson's line with Ferrara they were really cohesive and finding good opportunities without being superb they were just very good and solid and Mott I thought was outstanding as well, well, he got shot out. well I mean Mott's at the form goalie right now in the elite league and I think when you look back at Danny Stewart's decision to change netminders yeah. back in December, I think that's that's, that's been a masterstroke. Yeah. He had Jamie Phillips, a decent enough goalie, but he was letting in, I think, one too many goals, whereas Mott solidified the, the defensive positions a bit, a real reliable guy back there, and yeah. it's no surprise that they find themselves where they are on the, the periphery of a, of a title charge as well. So coming here tonight, and I, I, you could maybe say just got enough um, about them to, to get the job done, I think, mm. was, was the main thing. I mean, did we test them enough? No, but, I, did he, but he was more like mop. Like, he soaked everything up. He yeah. was solid. He was in the right positions. He did everything right. Colleen actually did the more fantastic saves. Mm. And I already had a, a note to, that we don't actually praise Colleen enough. Uh, and then, then he goes does that fantastic save right at the end of the third period as well to keep things looking you know, not as bad as they could do. I think, I think Patrick Colleen deserves a lot of credit tonight. Hi, this is Matthew Roy. You're listening to Clan Chat. Jerry, Kevin and I dissecting Saturday's game on our sister podcast, Clan After Battle, which you can still download now. 
Time to look ahead, and this week Glasgow clan have a massive 3-3 three three weekend, starting on Friday when they host Ryan Finnerty's Manchester Storm, before hitting the road for a trip to the Sky Dome to face Coventry Blaze, then on to Planet Ice Altrincham to catch up with Finner and the boys again. As weekends go, it's probably not over-exaggerating to say it's arguably one of the biggest weekends of the season for the clan, as the guys look to turn around a difficult run of results. Tickets for Friday's game, which is a 7.30 face-off, are still on sale, so check out the website clanihc.com. As we built up to it, we caught up with our very own number 41, Scott Tansky, who spoke about what it was like having his parents in town over the last couple of weeks, preview the weekend ahead, but he brought us an insight into the mood on the back of Saturday's loss. Um, you know what, it's been, it's been positive. We got together as a group early in the week and uh, had a players-only meeting. You know, we discussed some stuff and you know, we said we got 10 games left and it's far from over and um, we control our own destiny and we need to start... Um, Putting things in place where um, we're the ones that are pushing the pace and we're the ones that are controlling uh, the outcome. So uh, we di- we discussed it as players and um, you know I had a little fun little practice there on on Monday and little competitive games, competing, you know, trying to score some more goals and and, and, and get more uh, aggressive in practice. So um, you know it's been positive. We're feeling um, we're feeling positive apart from circumstances right now going into this weekend and. Um, we know how big these next three games are. I mean, how productive is a meeting like that? You, you say it's a players-only meeting. I dare say there was a few, there was some honesty in there, as you all sort of shared your, your views and opinions. Is it fair to say you'll only really know the result of that when you hit the ice? Yeah, um, you know, it's important. To, uh, everyone has different viewpoints, and everyone has a different, you know, things you can change or or how things are going. And it's good to you know open it up, um, you know, in, in a forum situation like that where we can everyone can speak their mind. And um, you know, we got a lot of leaders on this team. You know, not just the guys that the A's and the C. You know, we got a lot of veterans, guys who've won championships, guys that have been around for a long time. So, hearing what they had to say, um, hearing what they think, you know, needs touching up and needs changing. I think uh, brought us closer as a group and was very positive. So you're going to see a different team coming out this weekend, and I think uh, that was the beginning of it this uh, early this week. Just how disappointing was the, the game on Saturday? A 2-0 shutout loss at home is never good in any capacity. I saw the look on, on your faces as you came off the ice. What was the mood like immediately after you, you stepped off the ice? Yeah, you know, it was very disappointing. Um, we thought that uh, our schedule was very favourable um, this this time of the year with uh, some games that we think that we can win. You know, we're playing, you know, teams like Dundee and Manchester and um, Fife, these teams that are right around us in the standings that are must-win games, that are games that we feel like we can win. So, you know, it was, it was difficult to... Uh, to uh to feel that one on on the weekend and you know have a game where you know we came out a little slow and felt like you know there was some opportunities later on in the game but a solid uh goaltender and and you know it's uh it's past the point of making it is now you know we've we've kind of let our points point lead, a little bit of a point lead slip away there and now we're in a dogfight so you know after the game was done we're not looking back we move forward to this game coming on friday and the, and the few games after that it's going to be a tough weekend no doubt about it having a couple away games but this is the type of um stretch of games that that tell you if you're you know a competitive passionate you have a lot of pride as a hockey player and if you Put your head down, work as a team. Then I feel like there's um, there's no reason why we can't come out, uh, you know, in a playoff position. And then at that point, anything could happen. It's not four or seven because you know it's not a you know a bunch of games you have to win. You have to win realistically one out of two games to make it to the playoff final and then go from there. So um, we realize that 
we can heat up a little bit here, get some wins, and go in on a high, you know, whether you finish seventh, whether you finish eighth, just getting in the playoffs is uh, is the most important thing. I know a couple of years ago when I think Coventry finished seventh or eighth and ended up winning the whole thing. So we're focused on game by game, getting into the playoffs. You know what? You never know what could happen. That first game on Friday, it's Manchester Storm who come to town. They're a team that you've got a good record against this year, it's fair to say, but they are picking up points along the way they beat Belfast at the weekend for example so looking ahead to, to Friday can that one win spark some kind of run in the, in the run into the, the final few weeks yeah I think so I think we just need to get our confidence back you know we got exceptional hockey we proved it early in the season that we can win games and um, you know what I think it's very important that we get off to uh, a good start against uh, this Manchester team on Friday um, you know, we're not looking at our past record with them. We're lo- we know that every single from now until the end of the season is a dogfight. The- everyone's fighting for their life. You know, Manchester's the Fife's the Dundee's, even the Guilford's. Everyone's fighting for position. Everyone needs to pick up points. There's no games that we can take off. There's no shifts. There's no periods. There's they, you know we we're past that. We've we've kind of let you know, like I said, you know, a couple games slide and, and and brought some teams back to us. So now with these last ten games, we've made a pact as a team that you know no matter what happens, we'll give our our 100% best effort on the ice and that starts with the very first shift against Manchester on Friday. Now you've worked with Zach Fitzgerald now for about a year and a half obviously he played alongside you last year this year he's your coach how much do you want to do it for him? You know what I've, I've, he's just like one of the guys you know he, he wants it just as much as you and he's a passionate guy and you know playing with him last year and seeing him in the locker room and seeing his transition to coach we want to do it for him you know he's been exceptional for us this year he's uh, believed in us you know he's um he's been the coach that you can really communicate with and and, and talk to and someone you feel that's uh, you know given us a lot of opportunities you know especially myself um so i want him to be successful i want us to be successful i want each of the players to be successful i want the fans to feel the success with the organization that's you know that's what we want and every time we step on the ice no matter what we're always striving for that unfortunately last little while you know it hasn't come to fruition with uh, some wins but um we want it just as bad as anyone else, just as bad as the fans, just as bad as uh, anyone in sports wants to, to be a winner because that's what we strive to be. We want to be winners. We want to win it for Zach. We want to win it for each other. So um, He's putting in the countless effort in practice. He was out there today skating around with, with gear on. So, you know, he's ready to do whatever it possible, uh, whatever it possibly takes. Uh, you know, and that, and that rubs off on us when um, we see a guy like that that's so committed to, you know, you know right in the ship here. And of course, you've got that run of away games coming up as well with other events going on at the arena. Not an ideal time to, to hit a run like that as well. Yeah, you know what, honestly, the way that we need to play is we need to play um, tight, hard, checking, simple game. And I think playing on the road, you're forced to do that. And I think that's that's going to benefit us. You know, when you're, you're taking long bus trips down to Guilford and you're going to these other hostile barns like Fife, we need to play a simple, hard, physical um kind of just grinding game and i think you know sometimes we get away from that a little bit when we're at home we try to do a little bit too much so now that you know we have some games on the road i think that's going to work to uh to us simplifying and us getting back to some of the basics that early in the year that gave us success so let's move on then and as i speak to you it's not long since your your parents uh, went back home they came to see you for a little while um, as we get to this point in the season how nice was it to see your parents at this point and how much of a boost did that, that did that give you personally just seeing them yeah, honestly, it was um, it was fantastic. Uh, you know, whether 
you know, I'm back in Scotland. It's a big thing to have them come down and see the place that I've spent a better part of a year and a half here. And, and we went around to the different uh, places in, you know, we were in Edinburgh and Stirling Castle and other places. Um, and it was just really nice to have them, you know, not seeing your parents you know, for six months at a time is difficult sometimes. And just to see their faces and have them out there watching you and, you know, being able to you know, have a couple games where I was able to contribute a little bit offensively and have them there for that. Uh, not to mention my dad winning the 50-50, which is absolutely <laughs> hilarious at that point. Uh, the steak dinner was on him, obviously, the night after. But uh, it was just really, really nice to have you know, your faces and some people that have been have been along, uh, you know, part of it and along the way with me ever since I was, you know, a young boy. And they, you know, they deserve it just as much as me to watch, you know, me succeed. And I'm about to play my 500th game if if all goes well on and away in Fife. So 500 professional games, almost 10 years. You know, never, you know, expected that. I was going to happen back when I was a young kid so you know having them here and possibly you know seeing me me play for the last time whether it is my last year or not um it was just a very very special moment to have them here in Scotland and experience um you know this beautiful place and you were saying to me before we recorded that sadly for them they came over at the time when the weather over here wasn't the best we had a couple of storms along the way and as we speak it's nice and sunny yeah um well, they usually just travel multiple times a year down to Florida or down to South America when uh, when I'm playing, and they, they send me a lot of pictures from there of the, the sunny palm trees and, and all the sun, so I uh, I don't feel too bad about them coming and getting here with all the wind and, wind and rain here, you know, it kind of <laughs> gives them a little taste of their own medicine, but there was a few days when it was nice. We, we got out to St. Andrews, some parts out in the east, and we had some beautiful days, and um you know what? We had smiles on us the whole time, and you know, it was such a nice embrace. And you know, my mom was able to you know meet meet our dog for the first time, which is really special as well. So um, having my big you know my family here, with, uh, Michelle and, and our dog Waffles, and my two parents was just something that uh, you know I'm going to really cherish over the next ten games here as we really buckle down. And one last thing, going back to the, the game on Friday, Manchester Storm, huge game coming up as we've already discussed. Last home game for a few weeks as well. Purple Army, maybe not, not feeling it right now, maybe not feeling the enthusiasm. What would you say to the Purple Army ahead of this game on Friday? You know what, I'd say, you know, we we appreciate all their subject going well and they have every right to be disappointed and I'm not happy with how things But if I could say something, I would say we need your support now more than ever. You know, this game is the most important game and if you care about, you know, the Glasgow clan and you care about us, you know, um, trying to, to get out of this and do something special that, um, this year, then we need you to be as loud as possible and, and give us the most support that you ever have. And we know that, uh, you know, it's not, it's not easy when you're losing, but uh, you know what? I still believe, we all still believe in this team and with their support, um, not only Friday but on the road like they always are, it's going to give us a boost and there's no reason why we can't do something special still. I am Lennon Springer and you're listening to The Clan Chat. Scott Tansky ending with a message for the Purple Army. And again, tickets for Friday's game, a 7.30 face-off are on sale. Head over to the website clanihc.com to get yours. For my next guest, it's been a season of firsts for him. From playing his first game in the EIHL with the clan to picking up his first points, he also made his first steps into the Great Britain Under-20 team and at the weekend won his first title as Solway Sharks won the SNL Championship. But above all that, he's making his debut here on Clan Chat as we welcome Liam Stenton to the show to talk about the season he's had. Yep, it's definitely been quite a year for the teenager and I started by asking him what the biggest things are he's learned from this season. Yeah, I feel like my game overall's improved since I've come in. Um, like all the guys helping out on the ice on training on games if I make a mistake or anything they're always chipping in 
helping out what I've done wrong, what I can do to make it better, things like that. So I feel I've learned a lot more about all my game, like across the board. What was it like when you first walked in? Uh, all the guys were really welcoming. I played in the pre-season game against Freiburg. So when I, I walked in and all the guys were really welcoming, and got, I got a seat and just kind of went from there. Everything went well and the guys were really nice. And what about Fitzy? Was there an element of him taking you under his wing a little bit, given that he's a defenceman himself? Yeah, well, Fitz is really good on the ice as well, on training. So he just kind of, he did take me under his wing, to be fair, and showed me the ropes and got me going, really. And this season as a whole, I mean, it's been, a, as I said in the intro, it's been a, a year of firsts for you. You know, playing in the, the Elite League for the first time, getting your first points, making the step up to GB under-20s, your first title as well with Solway in the SNL, part of that team. I mean, when you, when you come to look back on this season, is it just mind-blowing? Yeah, well, you could say that, because um, last season I just played Solway and the one league who came up short at the end of the year and never really won anything. So, yeah, to come in, play my first elite league season, really uh, get a point as well, and then win the, Solway, uh, the title with Solway, that is really mind-blowing, to be honest. I think I've, I didn't really know what to expect when this season started, and it's just been really well. So, what's it like? I mean, I'm, I'm trying to get a picture of your life. You told me earlier on you're in college, you know, which is obviously a great thing. But when it comes to the hockey, you're, you're playing for Solway, you're playing for the clan. How do you how do you fit in the two? You know, how often do you train? I know you obviously play with Solway above the clan, but when clan are free, you, you'll play with them. How do you fit all that in? Well, it is really tough because I've got college three days a week at the moment, so I'm up training as much as I can. Anytime I get off work or off college, I'm up and I'm training with the clan and then training with Solway two times a week and then usually playing with Solway at the weekend. But... If Fitzy needs me through the week, I can. the college are good, they let me off and I get up to play, so it's really good. And working with someone like Martin Grubb as well, I know Martin's very um, very for you guys making the step up, improving your game and you know, hopefully leading into a, a proper career in the Elite League as well. What kind of influence has he been on, on you and, and a couple of the other guys that have played with the clan this year? Yeah, he's been really good, he's been really open to like, let us go. Um, he's really good with Fitzy, if Fitzy needs us, Spud will let us go. So it has been really good letting us train, letting us play, and then playing with Solway as well. It's always helps. And what's the difference between playing in the elite league? You're playing against these top quality guys, and then playing in the NIHL with Solway and to an extent the SNL as well. How do you find the, the difference in in levels and quality between the leagues? Well, of course, in the in the elite league, we're, I'm playing against ex NHLers, ex KHLers, and all the different European teams. So it's it's a it's a big step up, but once you get yourself going in, in the elite league, you're, you're there. Like you just got to keep your feet moving. That's what I always think to myself. But uh, going back down, it's it really helps because I've got I can see the game faster. So I feel like that helps my game when I go go back down a level because I feel a lot more comfortable in that situation. And then playing in NHL and SNL, I feel like I can do more for the team. Now you'll be. I expect you'll be involved with the club at some point in the next few weeks. I don't think there's too many games that that are, that are clashing with the, the Solway games as well. So what's the target between now and the end of the season? Just get more experience and, and help build up your your portfolio of, of what you can do on the ice. Yeah, that's that's the main thing. Just keep improving, keep getting better. Hopefully, we get some wins and make the playoffs with the clan. So end the season well. And of course, it was your birthday recently. I seen it was your 18th birthday. What did you get up to for that? That nah, you can nah, tell us about. <laughs> nothing much, just a, just a quiet night in, really. And then we, were, uh, we had a game the next day against Kilmarnock, so yeah, it was it was good though, it was good to finally get that cage off my face, and a half visor. Excellent. 
What about the future, Liam? Obviously, you've you've stepped up to the elite league. You've you, you've done it quite well. It's fair to say. I'm not going to get you to reveal anything right now, but is playing elite league full time something that's very much on your radar? Well, um, hopefully, yeah. Obviously, it's still mid, well, not mid season, but it's coming up to the end of the season. So I've not really thought much about next year, to be honest. Still got to finish off my season with Solway and then see where it goes from there, really. I'm Scott Tansky from the Glasgow Clan, and you're listening to the Clan Chat. That was Liam Stanton joining us on Clan Chat for the first time. That's about it for this week, but we can't go without telling you the answer to the clan conundrum we set you back at the start of the show, and we asked how many points has Scott Tansky scored against Manchester Storm since joining the club at the start of last season. The answer is four points, made up of two goals and two assists. Listen out for another clan conundrum next time. I'm Matt Haywood, you're listening to Clan Chat. Keep up to date with the clan by checking out the website clanihc.com or by following us on social media by liking the official Facebook page or follow on Twitter and Instagram at clanihc. Get your tickets for Friday's huge game against Manchester Storm 7.30 face-off via the website and help the clan push towards that playoff place. Keep listening out for Clan After Battle, our post-game podcast, as we analyse what we've seen and discuss the action on the ice. And like Clan Chat, you can get it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify and Audioboom. My thanks to Scott Tansky and Liam Stenton for joining us this week, and as always, to producer Stuart Priest for another good job. Finally, my biggest thanks to you for listening and downloading, and we'll be back soon for more from around the Glasgow Clan. I'm Craig Anderson, we'll talk to you another time. Bye for now. <laughs>